Welcome to Creepy Pizza. I'm your host, Britt. And I'm your host, Peter. Get ready for a slice of something creepy. I love it. Peter, Brit. listeners, have you heard of the Monte Cristo homestead? Nope, not me. <laughs> I can't speak for the listeners. Have you heard of the Monte Cristo sandwich? Is that a type of sandwich? Yeah, it's a type of sandwich. What's in it? It's like cheese and jelly and you can get it with ham or without ham. I get it without the ham. But it's like cheese, jelly, and then they, like, batter and fry it like French toast. Cheese and jelly? Does that go together? Like, well? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's it's like a, like a New Orleans thing. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's it's very good. It's actually, like, probably still, it's like my sister's favorite sandwich. But, um, the Monte Cristo Homestead is located in a town called Junie in South Wales, Australia. So this is our first one down under. Oh God, I am sorry. That was horrible. I apologize. <laughs> it wasn't your best. I won't lie. No. I, I I do know how to say um, if you say razor like blades as like so I know how to say razor blades as like with an um, Australian accent. You go rise up blades. Rise of blades. Huh. Yeah. I learned that from uh, a show or something. Your accent's like off TV. the wallaby. <laughs> oh, I don't have the right qualifications. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> <sighs> so good. Monte Cristo Homestead is a historic homestead in Junie, South Wales, and it is said to be the most haunted place in the world, like a lot of places say they are, but it is definitely the most haunted homestead in Australia. It's really narrowing down the most statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like it's like the it's like most haunted homestead with like a couple of like little asterisks. But reading into this story, I'm like, oh, this is really haunted. It's like super haunted. Super. Super, super haunted. So the homestead. Sorry, my phone keeps buzzing. Get out of here. Eat. Okay, my phone has been yeeted. So, oh, I'm such a sleepy bear, Peter. Such, such a sleepy bear. Go back to hibernation. You need to go back to hibernation. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just want to eat snacks and fall asleep like a bear. That makes sense. But, yeah, that's fine. So, <clears throat> back in 1841 in Australia, a man named Christopher William Crowley. Now, not Crowley like Alistair Crowley, and if you don't know who he is, I'll go into him later. I think I've mentioned him once or twice on the podcast as being like scary AF. Yeah, I was going to say, that name sounds familiar. 
Oh yeah, he's like he's like um really big in like paranormal witch stuff history. But mm. I feel like I feel like I was talking to Brandon about this the other day and like the name Crowley is just so destined to be like weird and evil, I feel like. Crowley? Yeah, it's just like listen to the sound of that that name. It's just like this is this is a vill- a villain's name. I'm just saying, it's a villain's name. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> yeah. So Christopher William Crowley was uh he was born in 1841. He was a farmer and he decided that he was going to buy some land in the town of Junee to build his family home. So his wife was Elizabeth Crowley. They had, I believe, seven kids all total, seven. which is a oh lot of kids. Oh, my <laughs> God. In in their original family home which was like a slab hut can you imagine oh no not at all (laughs) right so yeah christopher crowley had seven kids in this slab hut and there's just like the farmland out there wasn't that great so he was kind of struggling and then he got like wind that there was going to be a railway line open Stay on track. I'm trying. Oh, do do you get it? (laughs) Oh my gosh! If you were here, I'd kick you in the covers. I know. I know you're tired when it takes you like more than a half second to get a pun. (laughs) I know. It's it's because it's it's like I'm born into this. You've merely adapted to the puns. I was born it. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're fluent in it. (laughs) This is like a second language for me. I think it's your first. That's that's the bane of my existence. <laughs> that's the voice. <laughs> <laughs> even my even my impressions are puns. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, Crowley was like, okay, there's gonna be a railway coming. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna scrape all of our money together and we're gonna build a hotel. And he did. Oh, he opened up a hotel right next to the rail station. And soon enough, he became the richest man in Juni. Like, pretty shortly after. Like, he just benefited from the agricultural trade. The economy just boomed there. And he became one of, like, the town founders. He was considered a pillar of the community, so you know he's a piece of shit. And because of his hotel and everything, like, he had this, like big reputation and his wife wound up you know being a part of the community and being a big another pillar so of course she's also a piece of shit (laughs) if anybody calls me a pillar of a community i'm gonna be like oh my god what did i do (laughs) you might be a pillar of the uh creepy spooky uh comedy podcast community (laughs) it's a very narrow pillar Oh no! Is this because I don't post enough and return people's PayPal's? Uh, yeah, probably right. right. People Am are trying to be nice, and then you're just like, I'm "Get away from me! I don't want your money." <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the worst. It's fine. Um, thank you, Robbie. I'm sorry, <laughs> Thanks, Robbie. Um, which is that's a cool name. It's R A V I. I love it. Super mm-hmm. cool. 
But anywho, uh, the Crowleys were from what the society around them said were great. They were generous. They were nice people. The whole family was, was nice. But if you read about how they treated the indigenous people of Australia, they Mm -hmm. were like, they had, yeah, they weren't great. They were pieces of shit. They had servants in the home. Um, so yeah, they, with all this money, they decided to (laughs) rewind with all the money. They became rich. They moved out of their little slab hut and they built a homestead in 1885 that was on the big parcels of land that he had purchased. They destroyed the slab hut and they were like, get out of here. And we're going to put a stable where you were. There's like... It, where the, the slab house, hut was? Yeah, they have a stable there now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there was like... They, it's still like, there? Yeah, so this That's place, so stable. Oh, stop horsing around. <laughs> hey... <laughs> uh, that joke was a shoo-in <laughs> oh, Our unbridled laughter <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god Stop, stop chopping at the bit Fuck <laughs> Okay, 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 okay We're gonna Alright, saddle up So they built this amazing Victorian style house. Like the house itself is just really cool looking. I I mean, you know me, I love a good Victorian style house, mm-hmm, but uh-huh. it's an interesting style. It looks like so it's in Australia, but it looks like it should be in New Orleans or like somewhere else in like the south. Has wraparound porches that are like on both levels of this two-story brick building, and it has these like amazing arched windows that have like the like little small panes in it. You know how Victorians have that little small pane, but like mm-hmm. the wraparound porch has this. I th- I think it's actually copper because it's green. Um, you know how copper like turns green. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that oxidized copper look. So it has, like, this green filigree metal around the wraparound porch. It's, like, a little, like, fence thing. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's so pretty. So the the house itself, massive, holds all seven kids and then some. (laughs) Seven. Like, nothing against people with that many kids, but it's just, like, I don't think I'd be able to handle it. Yeah, I... It sounds like so exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it's bad enough that my my cat keeps bringing home other cats. So, uh, so we have Buddy, we have Murphy, which is the brown tabby that is hanging around. Uh-huh. Then uh-huh. we have Gray Cat, which is solid gray. Oh, there's, then a there's new one. There's an, there's hold on. There's Orange Tabby. They all look exactly like Murphy. I 100% believe, because, like, Murphy's, like, kind of, like, in that, like, teenage age of a cat. Is he getting around? He's, like, well, no, he's, like, he's, like, scrawny and lanky. And, Mm. like, so he's young. You can tell he's young. And they all have that same look about him. Uh And they all look like him in the face. 
I'm like, okay, somebody didn't spay their, or neuter their animal. And right. this is a litter of cats that have decided to take on Buddy as their buddy. <laughs> and Buddy keeps leading them into the house through the dog door <laughs> to get cat food. And now we have four cats. He's trying to show off to his friends. Yeah, it's really cute though because like they're they're all nice to each other. But it's like I'm like I need to catch these cats so I can take them and get them taken care of, you know? You went from 0 to 4 cats at a remarkable speed. <laughs> yeah, it was like fe- February to now we have all the cats. <laughs> and an and a possum. Brandon and a possum. doesn't know this is but the, I think the possum's been coming in through the dog door as well. Oh my god. You really have an open door thing going, huh? I, I, here's the thing, is that, like, what do I do? Like, Buddy doesn't like, like, when we close the door. So we have the dog door. And he Could doesn't you get like one being... of the... Yeah, go on. Like a little flappy? Well, the, don't they have ones where, um... Oh, it closes? Read, read the chip, and so, like, only your pets can get through. Oh. Oh, they do? I, I mean, they have I mean, a... I heard it. I heard it once. Someone who had like an indoor outdoor cat. That I think there was some sort of sensor on the door so that like it only unlocks for them. I'm gonna have to look into that. But also, I really like Murph. Right. Right. So I would have to like. I'm. I'm. I think I'm just gonna have to get those like cat crates, and like they have like cat traps for like feral cats. And, and like, to... do the full thing with him? Like, well, like, if you have feral cats in your neighborhood, you're supposed to, like, catch them and take them to the SPCA. It's, like, this, like, catch and release program where mm-hmm. they just spay and neuter them and then they release them. Got it. But, I mean, it's been great for the uh, rodent population because we have a bunch of neighbors that have, like, farm animals. Mm-hmm. So it keeps that down. And they don't fuck with the birds, so it's not a bad thing. Yeah, that sounds good. And don't get me wrong, I understand, like, you know, mice and all that, it's, like, sad, but also they're, like, really, like, like, they can cause a lot of, like, diseases with our neighbor's chickens and stuff, so it's, like, a mutually beneficial arrangement. Right, right. Yeah. I feel bad for the mice. I do. Because they're cute and adorable and I love them. But also, I don't want the fleas and the diseases and ticks and... Yeah, they're not as yeah. cute too when they like burrow into your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had mice in the house when we moved in. Yeah, but, we had yeah. we had a bunch of rodents. Um, I think there are a bunch of openings so we can like hear them in the walls when we first moved. Oh my in. god, because <laughs> so like we... Seattle has like a really bad rat problem. I think so. It yeah. really does. Yeah, like that's so like we one did of the a things. bunch of like sealing. <laughs> Or, or, like, we had a, a rodent company seal the the holes that they were using to get into the house. Yeah. We but had, it was pretty uh, creepy to just be it. sitting in the living room and then hear, like, a bunch of rodent activity in the walls. <laughs> like, oh, God. I don't... Yeah, that's why I put a, a tile backsplash in the back of our, our sink is because there was, like, a hole that... Um, it was, like, just a hole... Like, they made the hole too big for the pipes. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, my paper towels kept getting ripped up because they would take the paper towels, rip them up, and then take it back to their nests. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So that was like our first week in the house. <laughs> yep, yep. As you do. As okay, you do. back to the story. <laughs> yeah. 
one tangent after the other. Um, Kevin edits this down to like a ten minute episode. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you guys shut up, come on. It's like I feel like every five minutes I'm just apologizing, Kevin. I'm sorry. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, invoice me more. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let me know. Let me know how much you end up paying him and stuff like that. Like yeah, chance of you. Sounds good. I mean, the the amount that Ravi had sent us would have been good to cover a couple of episodes. But... <laughs> Fully didn't send it back. <laughs> oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm such an idiot. It's fine. I'm a, I'm a dumb genius. I'm dumb, but I'm also smart. It's fine. You are you are a dumb genius. <sighs> so <clears throat> da 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 da. Okay. So they had this Victorian like cottage. They had servants' quarters. They had stables, everything, and just a big. They were living the life, you know, mm-hmm. making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. This was like a big move move for uh, the Crowleys. Like this was like so smart. Who could have predicted that him buying this these two parcels of land was gonna cause this like, um, he was gonna create this economic boom. Yeah, I mean, buying next to railroad is still a good idea. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and like he didn't even know the railway w- railway was coming when he bought that land. Oh, he didn't. Um, I thought this was like when he bought it because he knew it was coming. No, he bought the land to be a farmer, and then oh yeah, that's he, lucky. Then. Yeah, he heard the railway was coming. He's like, you know what this needs? It needs a hotel. And so oh, he that's used what it all was. of his yeah. money to do that. And I'm like, that's that's smart business shit. Yeah. So. Christopher Crowley died in his home on December 14th in 1910. And the reason of death is, or the cause of death, was said to be heart failure and blood poisoning. And that was because of a carbuncle on his neck. What is that? Do you know what a carbuncle is? Nope. <laughs> okay, it's like, it's, it's, this, I... I googled it and I wish I hadn't because you can't erase things from your brain. Oh no. So don't google it. Okay. But essentially it's like it's like a like a pustule gross goiter uh, thing. Uh, uh. Yeah, that's like infected and stuff. Ugh. And it was probably caused by his like starched collars. What? <laughs> like, you know, back in the day, they would, like, you know, put starch on clothes when they ironed it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, why so would that it cause was, it? Because it's itchy. Oh. And it would, like, cause, like, irritation and, like, you know, if, like, an ingrown hair gets all infected and stuff. Ugh. <laughs> Hello, gross. Hold on. Plane's going by. Can you hear it? Uh, oh, I can hear it when you talk. So it's, like... Oh, when you're I not think... talking, your microphone doesn't pick up any of the ambient, but when you talk, I hear the plane in the back. Oh, yeah, because uh, that's that's a Skype feature. Um, oh, is that right? Mm-hmm, yeah. It'll, like, turn off, like, when you're not talking. It's like a it's like a voice recognition thing. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> Christopher Crowley died, blah, blah, blah. But Elizabeth, his wife, she didn't take it very well. She locked herself inside of the house and never left her house. She left her house, what they said, is twice in the 23 years she had left of her life. Damn. Yeah, she was, like, super religious. They were Catholic. And she built a small chapel within the house. 
So she didn't have to leave. So she didn't have to leave. She became like a complete recluse. And she died in the house at the age of 92 on August 12th of 1933 because she had a ruptured appendix. That's a rough way to go, too. That sounds painful. Yeah. So the house stayed in the family until 1948. And the house kind of like became in the hands of caretakers because they just, the kids didn't live there anymore. And so the caretaker would come in and just keep an eye on things. The caretaker wasn't able to like keep their eye on anything. So it wound up like, you know, having teenage kids, vandalizing it, things like that. And it just kind of fell into disrepair until 1963 when Reginald and Olive Ryan bought the homestead as a fixer-upper. So they bought the homestead. They turned it into a museum. They used it as tours. You can stay there. And this is when the hauntings were noticed, was when the Ryans first bought the house. They had some pretty insane encounters. You want to get into them? All right. So there's supposedly 10 ghosts. And I'm going to go down, like, with the ghosts and, like, pretty much how they die. (laughs) And all the horrible stuff there. It's fine. As you do. As as you do. There's supposedly 10 ghosts in the property. Like, on the property. Here we go. (laughs) Brush off your ghosties. There's the ghost of Christopher Crowley. So it is believed that he haunts the room that he died in and his spirit is supposed to be actually like really kind and really nice, gentle spirit that just hangs around the house and you kind of just like, you just feel his presence. You'll see like, see cold, like you'll just like see like an apparition or like an orb. So mediums believe that it's like Christopher Crowley is just like, you know, just hanging out and watching this house and just, you know, admiring what he built. Does he still have the goiter? I hope not. <laughs> That'd be unfortunate. That would be so gross. The other ghost that is said to be floating around <laughs> is his <laughs> wife. So his wife, she was not a she was a pillar of the community, but she was like a piece of shit. It is said and quoted in a couple of different places that. Elizabeth Crowley ruled the house. Elizabeth Crowley ruled the house with an iron staff or iron rod, an iron Mm -hmm. rod. So she was like mean and bitter and she was like very aggressive and violent to the staff. Mm -hmm. And she's, she's seen like wearing what she wore when she died, like, or like the aesthetic that she wore when she died. After her husband passed away, she was kind of seen as just always wearing black. She only wore black. She was in constant mourning and she was carrying around a cross, you know? Maybe she felt her ghost, like husband, hanging around. It was like, this isn't cool. So she's like trying to like spook him off. Um, You know, the power of Christ compels you, all that stuff. She's trying to ghost him? Oh. I thought that would be just like so transparent, but I missed it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, we can get through this. Um, 
We what? We can get through this. We got this. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so his wife, on the other hand, like, she was just like, you know, you feel like this good presence with Christopher Crowley's ghost. Her, not so much. Not so much. You feel like somebody is, like, judging you, and you feel scared, and she's trying to scare you out. Mm. That's not cool. And the cold air, that was a big yawn, the cold air that you feel around you, uh, people say it's like, it feels like snow falling on their skin. That could be kind of cool. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Except you know it's a ghost, and because it's, you know, summer in Australia. Yeah. Is she really flaky? Yeah. I get it. (laughs) Snowflakes. Because snow. Um, but here, here we gonna like pop back into uh, Chris Crowley not being such a great guy. It is believed that he had affairs with the maids, mm-hmm. and he had gotten two of the maids pregnant. Is that why the wife was so bad to the staff? Maybe, Maybe. she suspected or knew something. Maybe, but why would she be bad to the dudes? I mean, then again, yeah. sexuality is a spectrum. I'm not gonna judge. You do you, Christopher. So one of the maids who had gotten pregnant was either... So she either jumped off of the balcony to kind of like take her own life because she was, you know, with child and had no future, etc. So either she committed suicide from jumping from the balcony or she was pushed. Oh. I think she was pushed. Ooh, who do you think did it? I think Elizabeth did it. I think Elizabeth yeah. did it because she was like, that's my man. You know, you're having a kid with him. You've got to uh-huh. go. Uh-huh. So, one of the crazy things that you can see today is that there's a... Where she landed um, and sploot, you know? Um, <laughs> That's a cute there's, way to put it. There's a uh, a stain on the ground, and it's not a blood stain. Like that's like a lot of people are like, oh, like it's a you know gimmick, blah blah blah, blood stain. But it's a bleach stain. A bleach stain. Mm-hmm. From where they tried to clean up the blood. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what so kind of material was it on? So if it's the balcony inside the house, it was probably like wood and carpet uh-huh and i think that's what it was it was like the balcony inside the house um it was you know it was a two-story and like you could just boom sold um, as is yeah it says that she had hit stairs and there's outside stairs but there's also inside stairs mm. and some people say they can see the pregnant maid walking down the veranda and that's like you know the up upper portion of the wraparound porch so they Mm. can see her walking around the veranda like just doing maid stuff which Mm. it seems like really like residual a a lot of these seem like residual hauntings not like hauntings that are aware so the second hauntings that are not aware of yeah because like yeah yeah because like uh the stone tape theory which um i found a, a couple of things on this about this place being over a bunch of limestone 
Mm. And so it goes back to the stone tape theory. So the stone tape theory, I'm going to talk about it again. Sorry, listeners. (laughs) It's like your VHS tape, it's a magnet and it's just imprinting onto the magnet. So if there's like an energy that has enough magnetic power in that area with like such a traumatic event, it can create an imprint. So maybe this was her leading up to where she died, you know? Her walking around the veranda doing maid stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the next maid, the second pregnant maid, this guy had a type. She actually gave birth to her child, and it was a boy. She named him Harold, but when he was, like, a little kid, he was involved in this, like, really bad accident that was on the... um property so some places i've read it's he got run over by a coach you know like a car like a cart some places i've read that he was like kicked by a horse other places was there was a wood chopping accident so this kid pretty different (laughs) yeah yeah it's like it's like those little like tails you know right so he had brain damage and you know what happens like you know if you have brain damage, you can have uh, learning disabilities. You can become a serial killer sociopath. But the boy was, Harold was, um, oh, this is really fucked up. You're going to hate me. He was chained to a wall by his mother's room. So he wouldn't run a, run off and like, be, Jesus. you know. Uh, what is the guy from, um, no, not Grapes of Wrath. What's the book I'm thinking of that everybody had to read in high school? Uh, oh. Where he kills the rabbit. Oh, what is that book? Oh, no one should kill rabbits. Of Mice and Men? I think that's that the right? book. I think so. I think it's Of Mice and Men. But, yeah, definitely that vibe where he's just like this big, you know, he grew up. Like, his mom, like, had him chained up all of his life until she passed away. Oh, wait, that's just how he existed. Yeah. Oh God. I thought you meant like a one-time thing. I didn't realize. Oh no, no. He lived like this for the rest of like her life. Like in the house. Yeah. In the the servant's quarters chained to a wall. Oh my God. Yeah. No one like called her out on that. You know, I feel people are just really nervous about, like, imposing their parental views on other people. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you raise I, a kid. I get it, but I feel like the chain kind of crosses the line. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 100%. <laughs> I mean, that just doesn't link much. up for me. Oh. Okay, I'm done. I, 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 that got me. That one's good. <laughs> I, I won that one. Yeah, like you had me at the ropes. Anyways, um, so yeah, this is really sad. Some stories that I've read or some like articles that I've read said that he was chained to the wall and when his mother passed away, he was found like curled up with her. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And after she died, they took him away to an asylum to spend the rest of his life. But he died at the asylum. Because, you know, asylums back there were really bad. 
Yeah. Like, really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Now, the stable, also known as the coach house, is haunted by a young stable boy. They believe it is a young boy who was named Maurice. So, this is like an urban legend of the story. The story goes is that... Wait, I know it's Morris, not Maurice. Morris. Uh, he wasn't feeling very well, and he was trying to stay in bed just to kind of like feel better. So the stable master didn't like this and thought it would be a funny joke. And to teach him a lesson, he put straw on the mattress, which mattresses back then were already pretty flammable, uh-huh. and he lit the mattress on fire. <laughs> what? Yeah, he thought that it would, you know, put a fire under his feet and get him working. Nope, the guy was way too sick and he died. Jeez. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is like a house of terrible people. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Really bad. Yeah. So, this is the worst part. People hear, like, with him, they'll see, like, orbs and or, like, an a- uh, apparition of him, but... Most of the time, they just hear his screams and agony from being burned alive. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Really bad. So, moving forward in time, the Crowley's granddaughter, when one of their children, like, moved, like, lived in the... I'm going to call it like a mansion. It's like a homestead. When they moved into the homestead, when one of the nursemaids or like nannies was walking with the baby, the baby, what she says, had been forced from her arms by an unseen force. And the the force took the baby from her and threw her down the stairs. I'm sorry. Yeah. So the baby died. Yeah. How young? Ooh. She was, I believe, like a year and a half. Mm. So she was fairly young. And they have found records of an Ethel Crowley, a lot, like, you know, death, birth and death records of an Ethel Crowley. And they believe that is her. So the maid... To her dying breath, said that she didn't push the baby down the stairs. She didn't drop the baby. That it was a force that drug the baby from her arms. Swears yeah. that to I the mean, that is died. a suspicious, uh, right thing to say. It's like, you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, I don't believe you. <laughs> so the daughter, the granddaughter, is believed to be haunting that stairway room and people hear a baby laughing or a baby crying. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I really need to stop yawning. I'm so tired. Oh, How much sleep did you get? Not much. I got like four hours of sleep uh, because yeah. Buddy woke me up with a mouse. Uh, that'll do it. Yep. Thanks, dude. Well, here's the thing. If he thinks that we're not feeling good, and, like, you know, I've been not feeling good for the last couple of days, oh, he you tries he to take care it. of us. It's so adorable. It's so adorable, but, but, dude, if you could just go to the store and give me chicken soup, I would much rather appreciate that. Like, it just... <laughs> I get what you're doing. No. 
You don't want a nice mouse to no. revitalize yourself? No. So for the baby, they'll hear a baby laughing or crying or just like general baby noises. But some people also feel like a child's hand in their hand. Yep. So if you want to know, um, yeah, if you want to know how I feel about that, it's a big old nope. <laughs> yeah. Brit, Brit votes nope. Brit votes nope. I think that's going to be a, a unanimous nope on the creepy pizzas. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Listeners, let us know if this is a yes or a no for you. No judgment. Maybe there, maybe there are like some baby crazy people who would want to have like a ghost it. baby. Maybe. Mm, you don't, don't have to like spend it. as much on diapers. Mm, don't like it. Yeah. So, uh, da, 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 there's the baby ghost. There's Christopher Crowley's ghost. There's Elizabeth's ghost. There's the ghost of Harold. And there's the ghost of the two maids. Okay, we are coming down to the end. And, oh, another thing for the stable boy, you can hear his screams, you can hear baby screams, and you can hear, hear Harold scream. So, even though Harold didn't die there, uh, that goes back yeah, to the Yeah, he was in the theory. asylum, right? Yeah, I, uh, I feel like it does go back to the stone tape theory with that, though. Damn. This doesn't sound like a great place. They wouldn't live there right no. now. Uh, yeah, the Ryans. Uh, I believe that... Those are the ones that fixed it up? Yeah, I believe that a... What is his name? Lawrence? So, um, yeah, the husband, I believe, has passed away the last year. Mm-hmm. So, which is a super bummer. Yeah. So, uh, oh, just a couple more ghosts before we go. There is a ghost of a Jack Simpson. He was one of the home's caretakers during the time where it was vacant. And he apparently was just shot to death by a kid who <laughs> saw kid? Psycho. He saw Psycho, the movie, way too many times. Uh-huh. And he shot this guy. Weird. When did this happen? Um, when did Psycho come out? Like, 70s? 70s, I think? Something like that. So, yeah, right when Psycho came out, he, like, watched it in the th- theater three times then. Killed jack simpson and wrote a note that was like die jack simpson lol you know <laughs> lol lol he coined that he actually coined the term i was gonna say in the 70s that was pretty innovative <laughs> one of the first experiences that has happened for the new owners when or right before the ryan family moved into the house they hadn't turned on the electricity yet and all the lights in the house were open or not open all the lights in the house were on like went once as soon as they restored it or something before even creepier what (laughs) yeah they were coming home from like shopping or something and they see that the house is all lit up but the closer they got to the house the more lights that just went off weird Super weird. Ghost power. <laughs> it's a pretty neat ghost power. I know, right? It probably saves a ton on electricity. Yeah. So for the homestead... You just have to deal with the deafening screams all the time. Ooh, yeah. No, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Not worth it. 
Not worth it. Huh. So. Hmm. <laughs> you gonna you gonna take a nap after this? <laughs> so uh, the Ryan's hadn't had the electricity on. They came home. All the lights were on. They were like watching. They were in the middle of nowhere too. They're the homestead is in the middle of nowhere. Nothing else really around it. But they're driving up to it, and one by one, the lights go off, but faster than anybody who could actually like live there, you know. Uh huh. So that is a very creepy story. There are ghost experience tours that you can do at the Monte Cristo homestead. So the house has been featured in paranormal TV shows. It's been on a lot of podcasts, including this one. It's been on Ghost Hunters International. And every Monday through Friday, or no, sorry, Friday through Monday from 10 to 4 p.m., you can visit the hotel and from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. every Saturday evening, there is a historic tour. Hmm. Yeah. And then, oh man, I am so sleepy. My words are getting jumbled. <laughs> so yeah, you can do a ghost tour. And there's also this really cool thing. And I've been trying to get onto their website because I wanted to see how much it was to do this. Where you get the tour... You get the tour, you get, like, a full, like, Victorian-style meal. Uh-huh. Like, Victorian-Australian-style meal. You get all of that, plus haunted tour. Ah, uh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, you can also do it without the haunted tour, but if you're gonna do it, just I stay mean, there. I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah, why not? Creepy pizza trip? Yeah. Yeah! Let's do it. Australia, <laughs> we're coming for you. So yeah, yeah, they turned this amazing Victorian home into a museum that also has this is the bonus a haunted doll museum. It's like it's a doll museum, but they're all creepy. (laughs) Hell yeah. They just added this in? (laughs) They added it on. And it's cool because like they all wear like Victorian style like uniforms. Oh my god. <laughs> it's really neat. It's like actually pretty neat. I was like looking at pictures and it's I would 100% do it. I'm just waiting for the day that you create a doll museum. <laughs> Hell yeah. I feel like it's right around the corner. So Peter, that is the story of the Monte Cristo homestead. Cool. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> all I got. Your yawn frequency has increased. Very much so. <laughs> I'm so sleepy. So so sleepy. Sleepy so bear. So sleepy. I'm going to be a sleepy bear. So, Peter, thank you for letting me talk spooky to you. Talk spooky. Talk spooky. You're so fluent in it. I'm so, spook- I'm so spooky. <laughs> Listeners, thank you so much. Please visit our website at creepypizza.com to learn more about us and get a link to download the arcade. And, uh, yeah. See you next time for a hot slice of creepy pizza. Hot slice. Hot slice. (laughs) For merch, episode lists, and to learn more, visit our website at creepypizza.com. Feeling social? Find us on Instagram at creepypizzapodcast and Twitter at creepypizza1. Find our creepy pizza arcade on itch.io and Steam. Links can be found in our show notes. 
To share your own paranormal stories, email us at creepypizzapodcast at gmail.com. Want to support the podcast? Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash creepypizzapodcast. Or buy us a slice at buymeacoffee.com slash creepypizzapod. The best way to support us is to share our podcast with your friends. And rate us on iTunes. Join us next time for another slice of creepy pizza.